everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Jennifer Campbell and Karen Corrigan, and this is Girls Talk Ad. Today's episode is brought to you by Mystic Lubricants. For a look at their full range of top quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Girls Talk Ag. I'm super excited today because my Nicole is here with us. And um, I, I don't even know how many years ago it was we met. Nicole, how many, how many years has it been? It had to have been before 2015 because I remember taking kids to Kingfish and you told me to take them there in yes. Louisville. Okay, so a long time. We'll just go with a long time. So uh, you were running the combine a long time ago, which you still yes. do. And you, it was a Facebook poster, right? Twitter yes. or something, I yes. can't remember. Facebook post. And you said, it's so lonely. I need someone to talk to. Who can I call? And randomly, we had never, ever talked. I said, hey, give me a call. And I put my phone number in and you called. No, you put I Chris's know. phone number. <laughs> Chris's phone number in accidentally because like I never know my own phone number. And his phone rang and he come up and he goes, I don't know. There's some girl from Kansas on the phone for you. And I went, oh, cool. And we sat and talked and like it just clicked it was nice and and so you have like been a friend in my you were probably one of my first friends in my phone um and we've met and we've you've been here to the house and I still need to come out and see you um but you set up livestock judging uh, practices for my teams um yeah you've been amazing for me and you've been amazing for me um all because of one post just to yeah. someone wanted a friend I love that yeah well and, and somebody's obsessed with wheat harvest that helps too me wheat miss yeah it's me wheat miss but um so when I started I, I've been watching your posts on Facebook about the drought and uh, you've had rain since then thank god but I think I still want to talk about it obviously because I asked you to be on here it was a pretty rough summer. It's been a really rough summer. Um, as of the 1st of November, we were 10 inches short of rain. And we've gotten, oh, three to four since then. So we're still short six. I turned heifers into pastures this weekend or this week. They've got four ponds. I looked at the best pond and the heifers are knee deep or belly deep in mud in places to get to water and so we've got to clean something out today or do something for them but yeah we're getting rain the wheat's growing the fescue is trying to grow but um the water situation hasn't gotten any better so I, i've been watching and, and i've i've lived through two droughts that I, that i you know I, one was when i was a kid in the 80s and uh 2012 here um, I don't know why, well, I do know why you're in survival mode when it happens. And, and when you're watching other people go through it, it, you're, you're not in your own survival mode. And I think it hits home. At least it did for me. And I'm going to try not to cry. Um, because I watched you make the post, um, about planting wheat and, and I'm going to cry about planting wheat and having hope. 
And then I watched the post about um, having to move cattle. You didn't want to thin your herd because you'd worked really hard at the genetics and to get where you wanted to be. And I'm trying not to cry still. And you didn't want to have to sell those cattle off. And if anybody knows me, you know, wheat is my thing and cattle. And, and I get a little bit of each. So watching you guys do that, that, that really hit. It hit hard for me for you. Because it, when you're in the middle of that, it's hard to process all that. But watching someone go through it that you love, because I love you guys, um, I felt that deep. It's it's been rough. Um, I always tell everybody we <laughs> we early weaned our calves. So usually we weaned uh, into September, October. We weaned the first of August because if we get those calves off, we can get the cows to breed back and get them back in better condition before it gets cold. And I told everybody, I said, we've weaned the 1st of August before and it rains two weeks later, like six inches and we're all good. Well, it didn't rain this year. And so we went ahead and sold the steers the end of September. And we've done that. We've done the first of October. Usually we hold them till January um, and background them, but this year it just didn't make sense with the water situation mainly. And um, we've done that and usually it rains and it didn't rain. And we're like, okay, what are we gonna do now? And uh, one of my other blogger friends, seriously, one of my friends that I met through my blog, just like you, texted me and said, how many cows do you wanna send us? And I said, we're not there yet. And we took Maddox to the state livestock show and came back and looked at the ponds again. And I said, Randy, we got to do something. And so I said, I don't want to send you cows. Can I just send you heifers? I'll just send you all the heifers we weaned because maybe the sprout will break and maybe we'll need them. And so they took all our heifers and we got them out of here because they're, I think they're in a D1 drought, but they had a good summer. They had good corn. They have water. <laughs> There's a lot of difference between a D1 and a D4 drought. And we've been D4 since June. I haven't mowed the grass since the end of June. Oh, wow. I, I guess and probably most people know that we raise enough wheat under 100 acres to haul hog manure. And I have a hobby herd of cattle, which, you know, I have eight cows. Um, so, but this wheat and cattle are your thing. I mean, that, that's your livelihood. They're not, they're not a hobby like they are for me. And the wheat is acres upon acres. Um, so it, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was deep. Right. This is something you guys can probably relate to a little better. We raise corn and soybeans too. Our average corn yield, our corn yield was uh, 45. Corn? And yeah. And the soybeans that we did harvest the ones we harvested, I just figured the average was six bushel. And that's what we harvested. Wow. Whoa, whoa, there were other whoa. fields we just zeroed out. But anything above three bushel we harvested. And we didn't make enough to make our contracts. Nicole, where where about in Kansas are you? Like, give, can you give us a little reference? So I'm in the southeast corner. I'm two hours from Tulsa, two hours from Wichita, and two hours from Joplin. But this drought extends all the way across the southern part of Kansas up to central Kansas. It's not just a really small area this year. It's it's really widespread. Yeah. So just for reference for me, 
what is an average corn and soybean yield in your area? Okay, so we're not 200 bushel, but right. um, 100. And that's why I want to do this. 115, 120. Um, we had Milo, usually Milo yields less than corn. Our Milo actually yielded 68, I think. So um, we're actually feeding Milo because um, we're worried about aflatoxin in the corn too. As well. <gasps> that that is a whole nother subject. Oh my gosh, that has been terrible this year. I could do weeks of podcasts for you, Jennifer. <laughs> Um, I can't believe, which is, which is interesting because aflatoxin comes from a mold, right, Karen? And we get it when things are wet. Um, interesting that you guys have been so dry and also have the aflatoxin. I don't. Uh, generally it's when it's dry. Really? Yeah. Oh. Ours comes, we seem to have a problem with it when, uh, and Chris will probably correct me later because I'm probably wrong, but. Uh, if the corn uh, stays up on the stalk and the shucks open up and the rain goes in, then we get mold. And I maybe that's not aflatoxin. Well, there are several different types of mold. Some of them produce aflatoxin and some of them do not. Most of ours seem to be aflatoxin. Um, so, okay, so the corn you raise, is that what you're feeding your, most of the time you use save back to feed your cattle? Um, we, yeah, we feed some, a lot of it goes to chickens in Arkansas to feed, but, um, yeah, we save some to feed our cows. So did you, you said you didn't fill your contracts, which I feel that deep. Um, did you get enough to save back to feed the cattle or will you have to buy corn? We're going to use Milo. We've got a bin of corn, but I think we're going to use the Milo just because of the, all the toxic effects of aflatoxin, especially on breeding animals. Okay. And that's all I've got left right now are breeding animals. And then can, like, I know we've had problems around here with aflatoxin and corn for feeding livestock, uh, the hogs. Uh, what, um, will the chickens eat that or does it have to go for something else now? Um, actually, we sent a whole bunch to Oklahoma during harvest and it was going for deer corn. So they weren't checking it for aflatoxin. Yeah, the deer hunters were buying it. So they were huh. cleaning it and and putting it in bags for the deer hunters. And I'm like, well, maybe I just need to put me up a bin down here and tell people to come get it. But that's it, you know, or when they sell like whole ears or squirrel feed, I'm like, dude, they're right. making a shit ton of money doing that. I'm just going to be well, a white tailed deer is a big deal in Southeast Kansas and Northeast Oklahoma. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that come in from out of state to hunt. Mm -hmm. So that that's a bonus. I mean, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, on. we got a good price and there was no discount if there was aflatoxin in it or anything like that. Uh, we've been hauling to corn to Poa and they'll, they were testing for aflatoxin, but they were dumping it all in the same pit. So I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm confused. They weren't segregating it, but. Right. So yeah. how do you recover from this? I don't know. Um, my dad even says, I mean, my dad was born in 1948. He said, I remember it being really dry in the fifties, but I was a little bitty kid. Right. And, um, he says, I don't remember it being this dry ever. Wow. So it's, uh, you know, when somebody like that says something, you're like, okay, now what do we do next? And, and every week it's okay. What do we do next? What do we do next? We've got cows that we moved off of our pastures onto crop fields, but the pond and the well were dry. So we're hauling water. And so 
now it's getting cold. That was easy, you know, when it was 60 degrees, when it gets cold, that's gonna add a whole new challenge. So we're gonna run some water lines. We've got a couple of rock quarries we're gonna pull water out of to get to some of the fields. We've got Milo stalks with wheat planted underneath them that we can graze, we can get water to them. Um, got a couple of fields we need to build fence around so we can put cattle on them temporarily and just try to relieve some of the stress off of the hay situation. We're good right now, but who knows how long it's gonna continue. Mm -hmm. So, so every week saying, it's just like you just look ahead and you're like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? I mean, we got one day at a one day at a time. It seems like one week at a time. Okay, well, it didn't rain this week. So, and when it started raining, you know, when you get two inches of rain, you get a little more hope, but it doesn't help the ponds. So you still <laughs> psychologically it's helping you, but you've still got to keep yourself. I'm still in a drought. I still need to figure something out. Has anyone said like I don't know scientists or industry have they said what it's going to take to help replenish what's been lost um no i really haven't heard anything i have to say you know we're super excited it's raining he went to a meeting um a month ago and some of the meteorologists there were saying it wasn't going to rain until february hmm. And so we're feeling pretty blessed that we're getting the rain now instead of waiting until February for it because they were wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, yeah, you just have to keep looking what's next, what's the next thing that, and sometimes you just have to take a step back and go, okay, this group of cows needs this or, and we're combining groups into bigger groups than we normally would just because of the water situation. Are you seeing any industry help? from not either yet. associations not really. not really no not really I mean there's some government programs there's some government programs but I don't know if you put a pencil to it I'm not sure that how much is really helping us I mean we're gonna have to it's covering sure. the cost but that's about it so personal here because this wasn't personal but how I know what it's like to work and live in the same environment and with your coworkers and how's 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 Randy doing um some days good some days it's pretty stressful yesterday yeah. it was a, a breakdown the hard one the really really hard one is Dexter because Dexter's in college um mm -hmm. in Oklahoma He's on the livestock judging team. He's a sophomore on the livestock judging team. And if you know anything about livestock judging teams, they have no time off their sophomore year. And so when he left in August, it was dry and it's gotten drier. And it's like, we start preg checking cows and anybody that's not bred is going to town and there's like four of theirs. And he's like, but, and I'm like, there's no butts this year. Right. And he doesn't get it. And he finally came home a couple of weeks ago and he was like, I get it now. And so now it's like, why don't you put that cow on the list? Why don't you put that cow? But the struggle on Snapchat there for a while was pretty intense with the college kid to explain it. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. 
think it's it's hard um it's hard to be away and, and understand what's going on um Dexter's at school Cole you know is doing his 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 college which is not college but he's working over at Reynolds it's hard to be gone on a daily basis but still st still stay involved and feel like you're part of what's going on and helping make the decisions and and I think that's I, I mean I've had a job off the farm as well as you know working on it it's hard to do that even and he's gone you know weeks at a time months at a time um, even when you're coming and going every day, but you're gone the majority of the day trying to, you know, be there and understand the day to day. It's tough. It is. And it's, it's, it's tough to take it home at night too, with your coworkers. Yeah. It's very tough. Oh God, have mercy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It's, um, it's mentally stressful because it you're is. not, you're not only dealing with your emotions, and things you can't control, but you're dealing with your coworkers' emotions 24-7. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nicole, I see I'm looking on Facebook at your page, A Kansas Farm Mom, for anyone that wants to go and look. And I think you do a beautiful job telling this story. You're keeping people updated. Um, through the good and the bad, it seems like there's a lot of bad, but you show that to people anyway. I, I, I commend you for doing that because it's not easy to put that information out there and be vulnerable and honest about the situation. But then if someone doesn't do it, then we don't know about it, you know? So has right. that, has telling the story, I mean, helped in any bit? Oh, I mean, yeah, the friends I've made, like Jennifer, um, <laughs> they've been invaluable through different things uh we've crashed a a macdon header and um they said it wasn't repairable and by golly you can find a custom harvester that can get you a direct line to macdon and he will tell you how to repair it and he's like how did you get my number and we're like well we got it from and he's like oh okay and then he gives you everything you need mm -hmm. and uh, jennifer bailed me out several years ago, I coach um, Skillathon and Livestock Skillathon and Livestock Quiz Bowl for our 4-H group. And we've been incredibly successful, um, incredibly successful. And we're leaving tomorrow for Louisville for the National Quiz Bowl contest. But um, one year I got stuck as a uh, livestock judging coach with less than 12 hours notice due to the death of a, a team dad. And Jennifer bailed me out and helped me find restaurants and set up the best workouts <laughs> that I ever could have asked for. Um, honestly, the, the relationships I've built through the blog, I never would have expected. Absolutely would not have expected. And the people who follow me locally that come up and say, hey, thanks for finally posting something is, you know, the 70 year old mechanic in town that's got the beard down to, you know, his chest. And he's like, hey, I saw your post the other day about whatever. And I'm like, I go home like Randy Robert reads my blog. <laughs> I know it, that's weird, isn't it? You're like, I think I think that's another thing people forget that when you post on social media, you get interactions like this across the country that are amazing. But there are people locally who who are learning stuff, or you're you, you know not just learning stuff because I hate the word educating the public. I hate that. Yeah. 
but engaging but with them you're engaging with local people just as much as you are with people that you don't know or don't know that you're doing and um, i did recipes i did a recipe every wednesday for two years and i haven't posted for a while and dexter took a bunch of leftovers back last time and his roommate he's been with his roommate a year and he says says we need to get these recipes from your mom and he's like well they're probably on her blog and he goes yeah your mom has a blog yeah I've lived with you for a year and I didn't know your mom had a blog and he was like yeah she's got a blog it's got recipes she doesn't post on it that much anymore so it's really not relevant and he's just like dude yeah so I started on Facebook because um one of my best friends was cutting my hair and she's like Nicole you need to get on Facebook people need to understand what you do and she meant on the local level even Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I drug my feet. So I went to get my hair cut the other day and I was telling her the story about Dexter and his roommate. She's like, sounds like it's time to revamp the blog, Nicole. Because <laughs> you don't have enough to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Chris says that all the time. He's like, why do you still blog? And I'm like, because it's my outlet. I, I have to have, like, I It work is absolutely with- your mental health outlet. It yes. is my mental health outlet. I, um, I work, you know, I I do as much as I can around the farm. I do it, but I I have to have that mental. He's like, it takes time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it takes time, but it helps what I do. It's the modern journaling. You know, I see people um, whose grandparents used to have books filled with written journals. And I'm like, that's so cool to look back on. And now you have modern websites, which are going to be there forever. And just think- how far down your family can go back and look at the recipes you were posting and they can look back and see what the year 2022 was like in Kansas and how bad it was. And I just think it's so important to chronicle those moments, whether, like I said, whether they're good or bad. Right. Yeah. I I, I would like a good year to share for a while. (laughs) We'll get through this. I think that we, we have, we, we went through a period of time on social and, and blogging where we talked about the good and then we got into, well, people need to know the bad too. I, I, I hope we find a balance of the good and bad. Uh, you can read yes. them both. We, we can have, we can have bad days during good years and we can have good days during bad years. Yes. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to find that balance. Some people live, you know, with the highlight reel and some people live with the low light reel. And, and I think a balance would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and I try to do more of the balance. It's the good. It's the bad. It's everything. It's everything that makes, and that's important to me. I mean, I, I need people to see that I don't complain all the time, but that it's not just a highlight reel. Um, but that's me overanalyzing everything I do. So. So you're getting rain. So that's on the upside. Absolutely. Um, we don't know how to get over this with just keep getting rain. And do you get over a drought? I don't really know. I think you do. We've talked about, you know, it's, uh, it's making some people managers that haven't had to be managers. You know what I mean? They, they've always had enough hay. They've always had enough water. They just keep all the cows and it's not a big deal. And I think it's making some of them actually go in and pull those cows out that maybe shouldn't have been there five years ago and, you know, really look at their feeding program and 
somebody said the other day that a lot of their older neighbors they thought would just retire out of this deal. So I think it's going to change things more, the landscape a little more than what people think it will. Oh, um, I agree with that. I, I mean, I think things, I, I, this, I don't know that I, I, I believe things happen for a reason. I mean, there's, there's, it, it's not always the best and we don't always understand what's going on and we may not always like the outcome, but I think that, I, I don't know. I'm well, just wonder what good technology wise may come out of this or down the road, what, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's the thing about it. When you go through hard times, you figure it out and um, you work with people and something is going to come out of this that will help in the future. And we don't know what that might be, but. No, um, and it's, it's hindsight's 2020. Always mm -hmm. is. I mean, well, it's not fun to live through things like this, but, but I always think, well, hopefully, you know, we'll figure out something good out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what technology I want to try to find, but I haven't found it yet. Maybe you guys have my contact. I want virtual fence for the cattle. They have it, but it's not for sale. It's all in the test project. And I have a lot of corn stalks and milo stalks that I could go out and graze like in the river bottom, but you don't want to put up permanent fences because the next time it decides to rain and flood, the fences are gone. But putting up a hot wire, the deer are just going to tear down every night too because they're going to be out there with the cattle on the wheat and the corn stalks. So I'm so what is virtual, virtual so it's, like a, it's just like for your dogs it's like a shot collar yeah they, it's like a, an audible sound I guess and as they get closer to the boundary it backs them off and I'm like dude we can graze so many crop residues with that <laughs> fascinating and they are oh, working on that yeah they've got prototypes like at Oklahoma State and I think Nebraska and but I talked to somebody the other day and they're like I think they're all still in the prototype stage and I'm like well dang it well you so. need to get on the list to try you know yeah like, exactly I'm like I, I a beta tester all the I contacted all the websites saying we're in a d4 drought this would be a great time to try this out real real world application <laughs> here yeah if we had any pull, I'd get it for you, but you, know, <laughs> I know. Well, you never know <laughs> if anyone's listening, it could help out. That Honestly. would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll pray that mm -hmm. you keep getting rain, that your wheat grows. I'm glad the wheat came up. I, that one really got me. Um, cause I know it's really important out there. Uh, and well, we've had, I mean, we've seen wheat come up in February before not come up till February. Um, the guys out west, the guys in far western Kansas still aren't getting rain. Um, they've got a little bit in places, but they're still not getting measurable rain, but they irrigate a lot more than we do. So they're pre-watering before they plant and then watering to get the weed up. I did see some people doing that around here that have irrigation. I, I, I put ours in dust. I know I did, but it came up. And Chris says, the size of the wheat it does not take much for wheat to to come up so hopefully you'll get some some winter moisture and um we always say wheat has nine lives it does doesn't it yeah lucky we're lucky that it has <laughs> nine lives so good mm -hmm. luck to your team tomorrow thank you we compete on tuesday so um we'll see how well, that goes and you're going to louisville we are going to louisville Yes, and we should be able to see the livestock judger while we're there too, because he competes the day before we do. So 
awesome. So you have to drive all the way to Kentucky to uh, see your kid. <laughs> right. That goes to college in Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Nicole, so much. Thank you, Nicole. This has been very eye-opening to hear straight from, I mean, I, I see the news stories, I read them, but to hear, to hear it straight from someone and, and good to hear that there's been some good news with the rain and praying that it yeah. keeps on coming. Thank um, you. One way, shape or form. Yeah. When I, when I said, I want to talk about the drought, it, it was because of you um, and you hadn't had rain yet. So I'm just glad that, that it, it's raining and that, and that hopefully this is the lucky charm. Maybe girls talk ag is. <laughs> If it is, I'll be on here every time you record. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You can be yeah. a girl talk tag. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, Thank Nicole. You guys. Thank Take you care. for sharing what's going on out here. You keep doing it because I keep reading it. So don't mm -hmm. forget. Okay.